0: Well, we did it. Todd Geek, or Todd Fast Fret Fingers, and myself, Seanorama, we sat down in the studio this past Sunday, or the next two Sundays ago, or three Sundays ago, based on when you're listening to this, and we recorded a penultimate triple episode. Great stuff. So, we actually did this in three parts and this is the first part and in this part Todd and I get together and we just started yakking about stuff we decided we wanted to talk about some recent woes with my bro uh, with the house he had uh, some issues in the home he had three breakdowns in the home that he had to look after and we tell the story of it and my brother is a master storyteller when he tells a story it reminds me of my grandpa ghoul on my mom's side and when he would tell a story and there was there was a he's just a good storyteller and it, it reminds me of home back home people sitting around the table and one person would be telling a story about what happened and everyone would be transfixed and it could be a story about nothing it could be a story about how you you know picked up a phone book and, and read through it and you just really good storyteller so uh in this part in part one todd's telling you about his home woes and uh i share a, an own woe of mine with a, a broken stove and we kind of talk about that stuff and it's it, it's kind of a lot of fun we kind of meander off in a couple of directions here and there but um i think you're gonna like it it was It was good. It was enlightening. Um, And there's two parts after this. I'm going to intro each one so you know what's going on. But the other two parts are equally as well. Um, Unfortunately, uh, as was advertised, um, we were supposed to have uh, Voices by Tracy with with us as well as Corey Geek. And neither one of them were able to attend because of other stuff going on. It was really sad that they couldn't make it on the show. But it gave... uh, Todd and I is a, a chance to talk, just the two of us, which is kinda nice. So anyway, this is part one of the three-part Epic Studio Drama Podcast. Record. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast. Welcome. <clears throat> with uh, Mel Brooks over there. <laughs>
1: hmm. I, I don't know what Mel Brooks does, so... Oh, I don't know, I'm trying to think, <laughs> think of myself.
0: Correct. And if someone comes off to you with an attitude, you say, eat me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, um... Yeah, so we're short a short couple of people here today. Yeah, we're live in the studio. Yeah, we. Had, the reason we do these studio. Wow, my boy, I'm losing my voice. Are you? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, the reason we do these studio sessions is we can get more people together. But it's just you, me today. Yeah, that's good. Well, we get a
1: full. Uh, we get the studio sound. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the sexy sound. Sound of. Desire. <laughs> um what's new with you?
1: Well, you know when they say uh, bad things come in threes? Oh yeah. Um I, I think we just hit the third one. The third or the twelfth? <clears throat> the, the third one. Well <laughs> I'm I'm saying the third and I'm, I'm that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> Cause now it's done. It's oh I'm I, I hope so. Uh the first one was the, the freezer. A condenser fan the one that's up on top of the freezer um, that keeps everything uh, keeps the air flowing and that quit so most of the stuff in the fridge and freezer had to be thrown out so I uh, went to the store to grab the part they said they had it and I went there with the actual part and it says oh we don't carry that one oh, Well, yeah. <laughs> so oh there's three different ones for that particular model well how how can that be A fan is a fan is a fan. Why would you switch the fan halfway through the model? But anyway, they didn't have it, and I think it was like three or four hundred bucks just for this fan. So in the meantime, I needed something, Um, so I went to Canadian Tire and bought one of those uh, Danby fridges for like they're on sale for like one hundred sixty-nine bucks or something. So I figured, well, I I need something, so I went there, so I bought a whole fridge for that instead of a fan for three, four hundred bucks, right? So brought that home brought the fan in had one of the guys at work um, put a different type of fan in so I put that in so that's you're lucky
0: you get this work connection yeah because man otherwise oh yeah
1: yeah because I otherwise you're I, just buying a new freaking fridge well everything I run into it seems to be you know I could just go to work and and figure it out and, and get things running again so so that was item number one item number two was the uh, kitchen sink backed up so that was that was a fun trip. So I tried the plunging thing. Uh that didn't seem to work because any time that I would plunge, um, what happens is it goes it goes down the drain, um, and then it goes down to um where it's like a T. So it goes down and then the other part goes up to the vent. So I guess wherever it was plugged, you know, every time I was plunging, all I was doing was just sending everything up the vent. So that didn't <laughs> help me at all. So I went and bought some that acid stuff. Like, that work we,
0: we used to use. Probably, think. like, fumes kind of your top stock there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What's that strange smell coming from Todd's <laughs> house? <laughs> it's a sink.
1: So, yeah, so I went and got some acid, put that down the drain, uh, let that sit for a bit. It was bubbling up like crazy, like, you know, you, someone had a bunch of body parts and a big vat of, of acid, like, that's, it was just kind of... It's the stuff from uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, that, that type of, it's got muriatic acid in it, so...
0: What is it? What kind of acid? Muriatic. Okay. Yeah. Why do you know what that is? Should I be worried? <laughs> Why no. is the door locked behind me? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just, what
1: it says right on the bottle, so... Mm-hmm. So I put that down. That didn't work. It said, wait another 20 minutes, add some water. So now when you're adding water, now there's water in the sink because originally I had vacuumed out most of the water. So now this acid is now eating away at the stainless steel sink and it's still not draining. So then I had to call work. I was lucky enough to be able to, uh, in the end, because I had used my hand auger, I tried a drill auger. They weren't long enough. I ended up having it was huge machines that has like a 50-foot cable on it so fed that through finally get that unplugged um uh, a week two weeks later plugged up again for some reason so i went and i just went for the big guns i just went to get the big auger did it luckily how long was that wood. freaking thing how long was that auger probably about 100 feet i would say well either 50 or 100 feet i don't know it's pretty long it comes in a there's a big drum and then a foot pedal and this thing just, just goes. But you have to kind of be careful because all the crap that's been pulled out of other septic things have been pulled back into this unit and then now are flailing about inside. And sometimes there's a few drops here and there. So we had to kind of really disinfect the kitchen once that was done. That was number two. Number three was the air conditioner. The air conditioner went on Friday.
0: So this is new. This I hadn't heard. The other ones I'd heard, but this I had not yeah. heard. So it's a little warmer in the studio than normal. So. <laughs> Um, it's so because yeah. there's a lot of desire here
1: yeah <laughs> it's all the heat so yeah so hopefully uh, Monday that'll that'll happen and uh, we got windows so uh, installed somebody... at the same time actually Monday. Oh
0: sweet yeah all
1: like all the windows uh, the upstairs windows all oh, the oh yeah well. yeah so these ones are getting done and then uh, actually we're getting the um the roof done too because the roof is is pretty uh, pretty pooched. The things are starting to curl up and but just... with the air
0: conditioner mm-hmm. you hired somebody.
1: Uh, the air conditioner is actually, yes, is uh, the person who actually installed it. So we're getting him to come out and try and, and fix it. He came out Friday. Uh, I guess he thought he had it, but uh, didn't. So he's gone for the weekend. So now we're going to wait. So that's I thought you
0: were going to try to fix it yourself after the success of the uh, the sink. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: well, I think the air conditioner is what is it, two twenty? I don't know. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fit around with that. That's like stoves. But yeah. kinda depending what it is. If if I'm changing one of those little you know, the dials that adjust the temperature. Yep. And you always have that one special dial, right?
0: Yeah. There's always oh, one that yeah. you use the most,
1: right? everyone who has a stove probably does that.
0: Do you have a favorite stove top like like a burner that's your favorite? Yes. That's the Damn, one. that's true. That's the one. Yeah,
1: I think everyone has
0: that. And there's always the- Sylvie b- just posted this on her Facebook. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what's <really>? your favorite <laughs> s- 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 corner of your stovetop? Yeah. So but, what's yours? Uh,
1: bottom left. Bottom it, left. It's the big- Damn it, one. you and Sylvie both. It's, it's the bigger one, plus it has- And this is a weird stove. Is it the it, double?
0: It can be a single or a double in size? No. Or you have a- What do you have, The the, the, the coil on yours? Mine's- It's like- It's flat-
1: but the coil is on the inside of it. It's not, uh, it's not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the ones yeah, that look yeah, like yeah. those easy off, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wick burner things. Yeah. It's not like that. It, it's, it's built <laughs> that's in. A, that's a good description. Well, <laughs> it's the only other thing I could think of. That's going to be the name. picture on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Read. Yeah. In no way sponsored uh, whatsoever.
0: Unless you want to. Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. And there's also a burner that just does not work. So you probably have one in there that's you know what this one I never use yeah, because yeah. it's just a pain. It takes forever to heat up. But getting back to the two twenty electrical is what I was getting at was the actual control that uh, those I, those I can change those infinite heat controls. That's yeah pretty good. Yeah, I I I should get one and, and fix it, but you know you get lazy and you just use the other burner. Right. So
0: yeah yeah um on ours and I I actually looked it up our. We have a bunch of burners that don't follow the temperature. You put it on medium, it's on high.
1: Yeah. The, yeah but then cool. you
0: turn it off, turn it back on, then now it's suddenly back on medium. Yeah. And then I looked it up because it's, in a, it's a glass top or whatever those damn things are called. Right. And there's a lot of electronics in it. And apparently... They can, you. I don't know for sure, you might need to reset them or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So the right, my, the front right burner, which is my favorite burner. <laughs> front right, hers is the front left. Yeah. It only cooks on high. Oh.
1: So it's a, but your, not your... always
0: though. Sometimes it'll actually cook the way it's supposed to. Oh. But I, you get no way of knowing. Like there's no... It's one thing on stoves that they never have. If you set it to medium, it's on medium. It doesn't tell you, like, you know, your oven, it tells you it's at 475 or, sorry, it's at 400 degrees or 450 or whatever. It tells you. Right. And all the new ones, they tell you if it's been preheated or not.
1: Preheated or not.
0: Like, when you turn it on, it's preheating until it gets up to the temperature you've asked. So the
1: actual burner does the... Out- no, no, Sanity. inside the oven. Inside the oven. Well, the oven, yeah. yeah. Once it gets the temperature, it yeah, shuts off and...
0: Well, it, yeah, and it beeps and it maintains that temperature. But the stovetop stuff doesn't ever do that. Mine does. Seriously? I have that one burner I was talking about. That's the one burner. Oh, well, then
1: I would use that too. That actually has a thing that shows you like 300, 350, 450, up to... I think up to 500 or something like that. Shit. Yeah. It it was odd because when we when we first got it, we looked at it and went, What is this? Like why are all these numbers on here? Because it's either low, medium, high, you know, and they yeah. get had little notches in between. This one actually had numbers. I'll have to I'll show it to you after.
0: Yeah, I want to see it. <laughs> we uh we almost a used had-
1: one on Kijiji we bought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We almost uh replaced our stove. But um what happened? There's two panes, I think it's two panes of glass. On the stove, like on, you know, when you open the oven part, the right. oven part there's like two panes of glass. Okay, I guess it's there. Like the 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 outside pane of glass is so you don't burn your hands if you were to touch it, right? Okay. Oh, who's this? Is it Corey? Do you have a live caller. <laughs> I could reach up to thirteen hundred and twenty-one people if I spend uh, a bunch of money. Of course, money. Yeah, on Inst- on Facebook. You want to throw money at stuff? They'll, they'll yeah. do it for you. <laughs> That's not important. You interrupted our podcast for nothing. No. Steve Job or Steve Jobs? What's that guy's <laughs> name? Zuckerberg. Zucker-
1: yeah, Jobs. I think is.
0: Uh, it's Microsoft.
1: He's uh, he's passed away, I believe.
0: Yeah, Jobs did. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking Microsoft. You give him. That's shit. Not what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, somehow though, like we've. We clean the inside of the of the stove, right? <laughs> we use all these chemical cleaners and shit, and your house reeks for days. And even though, like, it's never an easy clean job.
1: You don't have one of those auto ones where you just set it, and then you let it go for a couple yeah, hours? Yeah,
0: well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work that great. Oh. So uh, Sylvie decided, hey, you know what? I'm not too loud, am I? Who? Me, compared to you. I don't think so. All right,
1: We have the same levels.
0: Okay. Um, Sylvie decided she was going to clean the inside, of, like the inside of the glass, because somehow there's always grease or something that gets in between the panes. Oh, yeah. And it, it looks gross. So she decided she was going to open it, it. So she's going to take apart the front door. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> See, you already know where this is going. I've, I've taken one apart before. Yeah, well, she took it apart. She... Popped one screw out. Right. I guess, and then she, po- I don't know if she popped the second one out, because it might have just came out, and the whole thing literally collapsed and almost shattered on the floor. Ooh. It it fell, but nothing shattered, thankfully. But once you, it's so heavy, I guess, it's a two-person job. You can, you have to have one person holding it while the other person unscrews it, because the whole thing literally fell apart into a million pieces. Did you pull the oven door off? No. Oh, I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, but that's not what she did. Okay, um, I didn't even realize you could do that. Actually, yeah, it's pull up and then oh, it's almost so then like you a could fork. then you could do. Oh, okay, yeah. that yeah, okay, that makes sense then. So anyway, the whole thing fell apart, and then she's trying to reassemble it. Mm-hmm. But the screws on this thing to hold it, um, to hold the front part to the back part, and then you get the two panes of glass inside. And then you've got these strips on each side of it. And then you have the top part, which has the handle. Right. You have to hold all those parts at the same time while you're screwing the screws in to put it back together. (laughs) So it's like a seven person job. (laughs) Well. I guess if it was laid flat. Yes. It probably would have been fine. Yeah. yeah. But the screws that were holding all those levels of paint, like the the panes, the front, the back. Everything that hold and then holds the handle, right? So there's like, is that what one, two, three, four, five points that are all held together by two little screws? You can't see the visual here, but the screw is like this long. Okay, so it's a half inch? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And then, so it's probably just under a half inch thick. All of those lay, le- all of those levels, right? So, when you put that screw in, yeah, so just the, a bunch of sandwich, yeah, but layers. once you put the screw in you're literally it's like that like like an eighth of a turn connects it all together, so there's only that much of the um of the screw holding everything together, wow, so obviously, i mean you you turn it a half eighth of a turn the other way, and the whole thing just literally explodes apart, which is what happened. So I'm like, why are you using such small fucking screws wow. to hold all of that together? And it's not going to have, I don't know if, if I'm using the right terminology here, but does it have the right tensile strength? Like to, or not tensile, what do you call that? Is there enough strength in that screw to hold everything together for an eighth of a turn well, The a screw? It doesn't make any sense. It sounds like it's like a super coarse thread.
1: Mm-hmm. It's almost like a mm-hmm. dr- you know mm-hmm. a drill bit how the windings are. It's almost yes. like it's, you turn a little bit and it goes in a lot. Like yes, really yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, when that, hap- when that happened, everything fell and everything bent. Okay. So anyway, Dylan, a good friend of ours, that we should have him on the show sometime. Sure. Yeah, he's a, we were just at his place last night. I'll tell you that story later. Okay. Um. Anyway, um... He came over and he's like, he's a, a airplane mechanic kind of guy. Right. Mm-hmm. So he's got all the super high tools, super strong, like great torque and all that sort of stuff. So he came over and he brought some industrial screws mm-hmm. that are meant to hold aircraft together. Right. And he came in and he put everything in. We like, we did it together, we held everything together then we, he tightened those screws in, but then he was able to. Torque it enough to just, like, sandwich the shit together. And then (laughs) we worked at bending it back into place. Wow. So anyway, he got it working. But the kids, whenever they go in the kitchen and they're, you know, asking for food, they'll lean on that handle. Right. Fell apart again. Oh. So... So you can't Uh, even pull the handle. You can't pull the handle at all. Like the handle's tentatively in place. Wow. And because it's bent, like I tried to bend it back into place. um, But if it's not perfectly, it's not perfectly bent back into place. So now what's happening is the light, the interior light to the oven that tells you the oven door is open Mm -hmm. is on a lot of the time. But because of the, there's a button to turn on and off the interior light. Okay. So when it's on like that, because it's not quite closed, if I turn it off, it'll turn off. But the minute there's the least bit of jiggle in that door, it, on it turns on again. Wow. So it's annoying. So I've, I've bent it a few times and then it, it fell apart that second time when the kids were leaning on it. Cause they were fighting and they're like, eh, 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 and pulling on the handle and then the thing snapped and then they got real scared. Cause <laughs> <This> it's like,
1: <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Police are coming. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, I actually went and got longer screws. Okay. And now everything's fine. Everything's fine. But you know how many times I had to redo this damn thing? Yeah. And Sylvie's like, screw it. Let's just go get another one. I'm like, you know how much a new one is? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it gets to a point where it's like, you know what? I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah, That's... and then you just buy something new. And Sylvie's not, you know, she's not that person that can work on stuff like that. And I'm the guy. Right. And the traditional role in traditional families is the guy has to figure that shit out. Yeah. Or lie and get a new one. And well, say, Well, we tried everything we
1: did. That's when you have like eight guys standing around the stove with beer. The mm. yeah. <laughs> like king of the hill. Just yeah. kinda discussing it. <laughs> what do
0: you think there?
1: Well, let's say your jing jangles not jingling anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had the same. Well, I, I had something a little different. You know, you know when you bring the stove, uh,
0: the door down. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's kind of spring loaded. Yeah, it's spring loaded, which was our problem because the that's the spring loading part was what we had to hold against to screw this together because the spring loaded part was actually ripping it apart every time. Ah. That's anyway. Go on. But yeah, so what?
1: Mine was was the actual spring itself broke. Mm. So then the whole front. You know, the door just slammed down, and it's very heavy. It's it's yeah. like a garage door, like when sure. you don't have that yep spring on it. So you're trying to pull it up and down. It's you know pretty hard. So I had to take it apart, look at the spring. The spring broke, so I had to try and try and bend the spring and use a a good piece of it to try and oh feed my it God, through the that hole Springs,
0: again.
1: yeah, it's very very hard. It's doable, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I did that, put it together. But now the spring the spring was a little loose. No, hard. it was. There was more intensity to it because now the, sh- the spring's shorter, right? Yeah. So now it takes a little more force to actually open the door. When you close it, you had to hold on to it to be careful. Oh yeah,
0: no kidding. Bang! Yeah.
1: So yeah, that was my that was my stove uh, issue. Let's
0: see if this works. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, we need to, we need to, to clean ours too because I think we're cooking something. You have chosen wise. <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, yeah, we gotta clean ours, too.
0: Oh, I hate cleaning.
1: You need to like we have the one where you, you put it in, you set it for two hours yeah. or something, and then you just let it go. You
0: know how much energy that expends? Well, check your check your check your hydro. Oh, I'm sure it just spins like yeah. I, I did it. I remember the first time I did it on a self cleaning stove. I can't remember how much it was, but I'm like, what the hell was that? Like, oh, well, we cleaned our stove. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But then the house, like, I don't know. It smells and then
1: you have it, to, yeah. it's, it's never sealed properly because mm-hmm. it has vent holes, right? You have to have, so we have those on the top and then you have to make sure it's in the middle of winter or something or summer. or yeah. Sometime where you can actually open the windows. Yes. So. Yeah. So, but anyways.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's our stove. That's our stove top. Stovetop story. You know they have you those, buy stovetop. You know how they have those campfire <laughs> stories? These yeah. are stovetop yes. stories. Stovetop story. There's a t shirt. Oh. Um, oh yeah, one thing we didn't talk about was uh the Devine Divine Devine Divine shirt company. Like is it Avril? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, the the t shirt company I was talking to, they're actually um the one who made your shirts? No, our shirts were made by Zazzle, and then we had to get our money back because they faded. But uh, I found a t-shirt company that can make t-shirts for us, and once we're ready, we're going to make them through them. But um, his business and a whole bunch of other ones burnt down. There was that big fire on Jarvis.
1: Yes. That was like a whole block.
0: Well, that building is a whole block. Yeah, Yeah, it's a massive building. There's uh, a bunch of bands that... Uh, have their gear in there, and that's where they, you know, practice. Yeah. There's a bunch of artists that use it as art space to create their work. So, oh, the... like, painters and sculptors and all that sort of stuff. It's all gone. And then there's businesses in, the, in there that rent space, which De, the Devine Shirt Company was renting in there as well. Right. Um. And I was there, like, a week before, two weeks before, check, you know, talking with the guy. And Scott Devine is, like, really nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, very much like us, like... We could have him on the show. Actually, we should have him on the show. Sure. Scott, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> reach out to me. Actually, yeah, I think, you know what? He'd probably have some really great stories because he's doing t-shirts for a lot of bands uh, and other things. Yeah. That'd be good, actually. Sure. And some extra promotion to to get him up snuff. He's got a Kickstarter campaign to kind of raise funds to... Because he did lose some stuff, and I'm I'm pretty sure he has insurance, but insurance doesn't cover everything. No. It never will. Sure. We can do that. We can help him out. Sure. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to So last Oh, yeah. So last night We're doing stories, I guess, here in the first hour. (laughs) I met Well, I not met. I know this person here. Okay. See if you can pronounce the name. I was going
1: to say shenanigan. Shenanigator. Writer and shenanigator.
0: Yeah. Susie Krivek. Yeah, she's a friend of Dylan's. We were at Dylan's place last night, and I've met her a bunch of times. Uh, Really nice gal. Uh, Her and Frank, her partner, just, they're they're good people, and they've been friends with Dylan and Tina for, God, dog's age. Right. For sure. Anyway, um, she started writing a blog, and she covers country music, so her blog. I just wanted to kind of pimp this a little bit. So she covers artists. She covers artists in the country music industry in general. So the where is the website? Oh, here we go: Redwhiteandcountry.com. dot com. A make sure you put the A and D for the end for the end. So redwhiteandcountry.com. dot com. I was talking to her last night. She seems to be doing really good with a blog. She does a blog on, on music, on country music. And then she's also got a show, which I don't know if it's on here or not. Oh, she doesn't have it on the card yet. She started doing a radio show as well. Oh. Uh, for some radio station and I am thinking she said Sudbury, um, where her and this other gal, they talk about country music and stuff. And she does go to a lot of, like she goes to the, the Canadian music, uh, CCMA is I think called. it's called Canadian Country Music Awards. Mm-hmm. She goes to there often, and she's talking to a lot of people. Then um, she does interviews and stuff like that. She's she's doing really good, and it's really like I always when I see someone local that we know or kind of know or know through you know two degrees of separation, I always like to kind of point them out on the show because they're doing good. You know, support local, and uh, because. You know, because we have people that are outside of our sphere of Manitoba, you know, check it out. Like, it's worth checking out. She's a really, uh, got a real spitfire of a personality. So, she's really interesting. So, uh, she's going to be uploading her stuff to into podcast format as well. So,
1: hmm.
0: probably help her out, get going on that. But, uh, check that out. I'll put a link somewhere in the episode here. So, she sounds like a ball of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Ball yeah. Fire. Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she, anyway, it, I don't know. She's a pr- Pretty interesting person. So I thought, hey, promoter. Um What else is going on? Oh, yeah. So last night we went to uh, Dylan's, as I said. Right. Now, who is Dylan? Dylan is a, a military, Canadian military person. Mm hmm. Uh, he's done a couple of tours, you know, like Af- uh, Afghanistan. Mm hmm. Um, been friends with him like i met his wife first because we worked together and uh she's she's really cool and he is a tabletop gamer uh usually hard sci-fi kind of tabletop so he plays uh traveler or mega traveler mm-hmm. he's actually written he actually wrote a uh a traveler on the on the traveler website i think the traveler website i can't remember who owns traveler now but um, he actually wrote a whole campaign. Like a whole, not a campaign, but a, a supplement for the game. Right. Which has been published online. Oh. And it's incredibly popular. And uh, I, he's run games. I've had him in games. Like I've run games where he's played. He, he's really cool. He's a he's guy you'll kind of always want to have in your game. Uh, we, we either running your game or playing in your game. He's a really interesting guy. Anyway, his backyard backs on to the mosque, like the the big mosque in oh, the city. Okay, yeah. Like the central headquarter mosque or whatever in my end of town. And it was the end of Ramadan yesterday. Okay. So they have this, it's called the EID. I can't remember what that stands for, but they have a giant fireworks display. End of Ramadan every time. Okay. Like every year. And because their backyard... Their backyard is the backyard to the mosque. So there's a giant field behind the mosque that's never been developed into anything. It's just this giant, massive open field. Right. And that's where they have the fireworks. It's, it's large enough that it meets, you know, the city the city rules for fireworks. Mm-hmm. And they have a fireworks display better than anything at the Forks, anything that you ever see Canada today, anywhere else. It was 15 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it was in stages. There were so many fireworks... You could see in that whole giant field they had, they had a set kind of at the far back. And then they had another set like, you know, 10 feet or 20 feet in front of that. And then another set 10 and 20 feet in front of that. So it was in stages. And uh, I actually posted it on the Insta- on the right. Instagram. Probably, probably for it.
1: safety reasons. Yep. To have some distance.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the direction of the fireworks shooting into the sky was really damn cool. Like there was, there was an orchestration to it. It wasn't just set off a bunch of fireworks. There's an orchestration and there was a part where the one set of fireworks, it's, it's got a bunch of, it's just, there's a sh- 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 like that sound. Right. Right. And, um, but in those, it is also, So it's, it was a beat. I don't know how the hell they did that, but it was a beat. It was like, boom, boom, boom. It was it was an actual beat. And like I have no idea if that was intentional. Hmm. But I'm like, and Abby was like she knew.
1: Was she dancing?
0: <laughs> well, no, she was where she was tired. It was like ten thirty. Oh, okay. So she was kind of watching and you could hear I don't know how you do that with fireworks where you can do it. And then there was a part where the fireworks were kind of shooting off towards the left. And then they started like slightly angling. It was just like in, in incessant. It was like blah, 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 blah. It was kind of going. It was leftward shooting, and then it started to go a little bit like kind of more ninety degrees, and then a little bit more. And it gave you the sensation that the sky was leaning and starting to fall towards the right. It, did, it was just a visual, uh, the way the visual looked like, and the way the smoke came off the fireworks. It looked like the whole sky was starting to fall. Wow! So as as it
1: was going pow or whatever, and then things were starting to come down. Other things were going up, so mm-hmm. everything just kind of mm-hmm. skewed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a visual, uh, what do you call it? Um, um, It's not exactly what was happening, but it gave you the illusion that that's right. what was happening. It's amazing fireworks. Like I've, those are the best fireworks I've ever seen. Every year. They just, it's just more complex. Well, wow. Yeah, it was good. So we did that last night and he has a party every year and we just go over and we did that. Yeah. It was, it was fun. The, Force the girls to stay up and watch them and so, say were they all awake well, I guess they're all awake once it started oh yeah well they were choice. playing it was new house new toys you know so they they were having a blast and they have a cat so oh so
1: he just moved there
0: no 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 they've been they actually um, they moved in the area before we moved in the area mm-hmm. and I kind of we kind of looked at oh okay well they they built a house and it's nice like the design's really nice like I really like the design. So when we were looking to buy a house, we, we went through the hell, like back then it was hard to buy a house. Houses were on the market for hours at most back then. And it was impossible to buy a house. Right. And even the real estate agent said, well, if you're going to buy a house,
1: you always have to figure out what, well,
0: they said, figure out what the value of the house is. Mm -hmm. So say it's a $250,000 house, for example, Mm -hmm. that's the asking price. Two hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. Now. You have to find out how many people bid on it. Okay, so thirteen people bid on it. All right. So we'll say ten people bid on it. Okay, so they said you have to assume everyone is gonna bid two to three thousand dollars more. So if there's been ten bids Mm -hmm. and you're bid number eleven. What what a time to
1: be a to be an agent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh, those
0: agents made criminal amounts of money. But anyway, the idea was that the idea is that you have to bid minimum two to three thousand dollars per bidder if you want to get that house on top of the asking price. So it's two hundred and fifty grand. There's ten bidders. they're putting two to three thousand dollars higher, right. So we'll say we'll say three thousand. So three thousand times ten is thirty thousand. You have to bid thirty grand over, so you need to bid at least two eighty, 280, probably two eighty five to make sure you get the house. So you're covering the commission, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it was back then. So we did this a few times, like, and we kept looking at these houses, and it's like, okay, well, they're asking a lot of money, mm-hmm. and then you know we would ask her dad to kind of because her 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 dad builds, right? Right, and he understands how things are, and then we'd look and go, oh, okay, well. You know, this foundation. Uh, all right, foundation. He, her dad's like, the foundation's gonna be replaced. The foundation's horrible. It's cracked. There's massive cracks. And like, how can you tell? I can tell. So, so there's massive cracks in foundation. So we're gonna have to re the foundation. That's like thirty grand or Where whatever. It is a like fifty grand. This is when we were trying to buy a house. Oh, okay. So we're looking at various areas of the city. So we're like, okay, well, if this house is two hundred fifty grand, we're gonna have to spend minimum fifty grand on it. Right. Everything's old on it Mm -hmm. because it's 30 years old, 40 years old, whatever. So then we're also going to have to replace the roof. We're going to have to replace. So we're probably going to have to spend about 70 grand on the house. On a $250,000 house that we have to overbid by 35 grand on. (laughs) So now suddenly this house that's 40, 50 years old is way more expensive than buying a pre-built house. Yeah. Or not pre-built, but where you build yourself. Yeah. How is that right? That's, I, I I think it was the reverse
1: at one point. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted a new house. You wanted to have it built. It well, was you, the reverse. You're gonna, you're it might be now, no, it was but zero. it wasn't back
0: then. No, not back then. So anyway, so they built. And they're like, which well, is no way we can afford to build because that was the, st- the stigma to building a house. It's super, super expensive. And they're like, well, they built a house. So then we started, you know, poking around and checking with the builders and stuff. And then you see the base price, and then you have to buy the land, and then you have to build the house. Right. So there's a price to building the house, and then there's a price for the land.
1: Did they give you a turnkey price? Move well, they give this is the price. Yeah.
0: The whole house. Yes. Plumbing, land yeah. fees. And the, yeah. And then what it does, it includes
1: electricity. Well,
0: they also give you a budget on what all that stuff's going to cost. So if you're in an older house, you've got older (laughs) lines, older everything. So so you're spending more on buying an older house. It's not efficient. That's not efficient. So, on top of it being more expensive than building, it's also more expensive to because you have to fix it because it's old. Right. Might have to replace the. The shingles on the roof, you may have to redo the fences, you may have to do whatever. Like, yep. there's things wrong. Destroy oh, you base. may have to replace the furnace, you may have to replace... And it's not an energy-efficient home, it wasn't built that way. So then you may have to get the windows done. There's this one house that we looked at, uh, the price range was good, but we were going to have to spend hundred grand to fix that house. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. So anyway, that's what we built, but because they had done it, and, you know, we went over their place a few times, like the area was nice, mm-hmm. it was new, and I'm like, why are we, why are we trying to buy a house when we could just build one? And the other thing is, if you're buying a house, you just go in, you pick your, you pick, you pick your lot, you pick the style of house you want to build, right? and then you're done. There's no, okay, well, they're countering, um, well, we want an inspection, well, they don't want you to do an inspection. Yeah, You know, there's all that stuff that was going on. You have to be moved out by this date
1: or you want to take possession in this, then you have to, I mean, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Now, I don't think it's that same way now. Maybe it kind of flipped the other way because the market got so out of control. And I think that's why it was more expensive to buy a house than build a house. Mm -hmm. Because the market got so out of control that people still thought it was, well, you know, can't build a house. It's going to be way more expensive. Now, mind you, we got the bare bones minimum of a house, and we still had to do some stuff ourselves. But, you know, it—I don't know—it was way better.
1: You can do it at your own pace. Yeah, you're not uh, bound so, by.
0: Yeah, so they pretty much—I mean, they didn't—they didn't personally try to convince us, but that's why we built. It was like, well, they did it, and hmm. it seemed to go pretty good, so. If I had to do it again, probably. I've heard
1: horror stories of people buying houses that and having them built. Yeah. And then having all the contractors, you know. I don't know if it's the... Maybe it's the people who tried to do it themselves rather than just having a contractor getting, you know, get getting them to do the whole thing.
0: Yeah. Obi-Wan has taught you well. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just randomly picking. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's that. So anyway, it was a good time, and uh, we should be adding stuff to our list here, people to get on the show. <laughs> I actually tried the last minute, try to get people on the show. I guess maybe the last, before we actually get into doing something here. Well, it's summertime. Summertime, yeah. Um, awaiting the answer, they are looking for a jam space. Mm-hmm. And they're also looking for a drummer. They lost their drummer. I'm not going to get into the details of that mm-hmm. for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but they need a drummer and they need someone good. And my recommendation for the type of drummer they should have is, should be somebody who's showy, showcasey, who's able to perform. Mm-hmm. I don't mean play because playing is important, but you should be able to perform because the last time I saw Waiting the Answer play, their stage show, I mean, technically speaking Mm -hmm. very solid band Mm -hmm. like very solid very technical right very good like you you remember right Mm -hmm. yeah they're very excellent um but their their stage presence was was okay when we first saw them Mm -hmm. there was mike on bass the old bass player for dome before you were in there Mm -hmm. i mean he was always he's always been a showman he's great but he's uh, all over the stage yeah yeah (laughs) He, he was the front man kind of in a way. He's a, he's the he's the one everyone's eyes were looking at. Yeah, like all what, the time. What's he up to? What's he doing? Yeah, what's he doing? Where's where he going to go next? Yeah. Um, and that was, like, the first time we saw them. But, I, you know, I it was, like, I liked them. And they are super nice guys, especially Kevin, the guitar player. Mm-hmm. The guy on the left side of the stage. Right. Um, uh, left, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was good. Like, he was really good and uh, super nice guy. Like, that was one of the guys, like, when we started playing in the scene, he was one of the guys that stood out for me. He was like, this guy's... This guy's a fucking nice guy Mm -hmm. Um, and very honest and and everything. So he was, so then, uh, I don't know, a few performances after that, we saw them, I guess it was during the, uh, not the Battle of the Bands, it was called Indie Week. Okay. I noticed that their performance, like they were performing now. They weren't just playing. They're also performing, Mm -hmm. kind of running around on stage, making faces, you know, kind of stuff like that. And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, you guys had the music. Right. Now you got the performance, right? You get the package now, pretty much. Yeah, so um, so whoever replaces the
1: drummer is going to have to be yeah someone who's um, kind of a bit of
0: a showman, showman perhaps. Yeah, um, I, I've just I've been uh, reading some interviews with Bruce Kulick, who was the guitar player for Kiss during the '80s, um, and he was often called the Redwood. I think they called him because he just stood there like a tree. <laughs> um, there ain't no Redwoods in, uh, in against, uh, in awaiting the answer. That's for sure. Yeah. No, no Redwoods there. But, um, the problem when you're drumming in a band and that I've always found is it's hard to be a show, per- a showman or show person, I guess. It's very difficult because you're rooted to that throne. You can't move. Well, your arms
1: and legs are pretty much.
0: Always in motion. Yeah. It's
1: hard, and especially that type of music. It's not like you can take a break for a couple of seconds and twirl your sticks and yep. you know do all this. Stuff. It's it's not it's not eighties. You know, uh,
0: Ricky Rocket from Poison. You know, yeah, <laughs> where the beat thing. is do do do. Now, of course, he's twirling his <laughs> drumsticks <laughs> while he's doing this. Yes, do do. Very yeah. complex, and uh, then goes faster. Do 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 do. <laughs> Do, oh, it's I'm ramping gonna, up. It's ramping up. I might, <laughs> I might have to hit the snare at some point. <laughs> do ta do, ta. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. I. The one drummer I remember. There's two drummers in the scene that I that I, I found were like really great showmen. That was the drummer for the Israeli Dreamers. Mm-hmm. Remember that guy? That guy was like just nuts. Is that he the was, one who had
1: like it was just it was a big rack? It was just
0: back a big rack of drums. I might think of it. A I don't. Way. I don't think he had a rack. I think he had a very simple kit.
1: Well, but I'm he mean, was like I'm very
0: he was very uh like all over the place the, the rhythm section in that band was like so freaking tight and they played really close together. I noticed that the bass player was always leaning into the ba- to drummer and, and vice versa right that guy's a really good showman The other great showman i I felt was quote the Sun. Mm-hmm. um Brian Shankarank, I think that's right that guy that guy's just really a nice guy. Oh, really nice! Really band. nice band Everyone in that band. Is, oh yeah, it's, it's super nice. N- super not nice. not a not a, a bad apple in the bunch, that's nope. for sure. Nope. I I I think out of all the bands we played with, I mean, I liked everybody, but I think the ones we connected with the most for me was awaiting the answer guys, mm-hmm. especially Kevin and Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, and in uh, the Israeli Dreamers guys, like they're just always just so personable. Yeah, actually, with the funny story with Mike when he was in Dome before it was called Dome before mm-hmm. you were there, right? Um, I got I I felt like I got along really well with Mike, and Mike got along well with me, and we were always kind of joking and stuff. He always had funny stories, and and then when he and the drummer left, um, I think Alex was was pretty bitter about it, but at the same time, it was. It was Mike. Like it's like I couldn't dislike the guy. He just wanted to go just, in another direction. Yeah, just going in a different direction. So, right. so when I met him, because we played a show with "Awaiting the Answer," it was like our first show. We played away mm-hmm. with "Awaiting the Answer," mm-hmm. and then I saw Mike and I gave him a big hug. And it was like <laughs> that's just the kind of guy. Like he's just a lovely man. <laughs> yeah, <Well. laughs> and it was like no hard feelings, no nothing, and.
1: It is what it is and just
0: move along through life
1: with with the points, uh, you know, there's no point of having animosity. That's not going to happen anybody. I
0: think he made up with Alex a bit too, which was good. But it it, it was, I don't know, like I I thought that guy, I don't know. I like that guy. There you go. Yeah. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. What was the name of that movie? (laughs) I love you, man. I love you, man. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: oh. <laughs>